1: With me today is Gwendolyn Shores. Now Gwendolyn is a survivor and a survivor that I respect because anybody that has suffered abuse and is a survivor of abuse and has been able to make something of her life is somebody that I have a sincere respect for. She's not only a survivor of abuse, but she also has attempted suicide and had to drop out of high school because she had was a teenage mom. And I think that there are a lot of women out there that can relate and will be encouraged by her story that she, that they're going to hear today. One who has been a conqueror and a survivor, triumphant, victor, all the different labels you want to put on somebody who has survived terrible abuse and made something of their life. She's now a mom to three adult children. But listen to this. She has obtained, remember she had a drop out of high school, And she has obtained multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in finance from Troy State University. She is also a motivational speaker. And her motto, I love. It's a Zig Ziglar quote. If you want to get the things that you want in life, then give people more of what they want. So in other words, out of her suffering and her abuse, she now wants to give back. And that's what her story is about. Hi, Gwendolyn, and welcome today to Never Ever Give Up Hope. Hello,
2: Carol. It is a pleasure to be on your show today. How are you?
1: I'm good. So we have lots of things to talk about. Let's start with your childhood and just share with our listeners as much as you want to and paint You know, paint the picture, paint the story of of your abuse as much as you want and how you you survive basically.
2: Okay. Let's see how I'll go about doing that. Let's start at the point of first of all saying that yes, I was abused as a child and we had a lot of secrets in our family. We appeared to be the perfect family to those on the outside, but within our home there was a lot of trouble. Um we went from having drug usage in our household, uh, physical, mental, sexual abuse, you name it. I wasn't per se sexually abused, but that abuse did occur in my household with my sister. I was physically and mentally abused, along with my brothers and sisters, as well as my mother. I grew up with a lot of abuse.
1: How did you, how did you um, like as a child, what age did you recognize that this was not right, that there was something seriously wrong? Were you quite young?
2: Yes, because anytime you're being severely beaten, uh, you exactly know that there's something wrong based on the pain. Okay, level. okay. So no one had, had to tell me that. I knew that was wrong each time it came. Um, and so between my mom, and my brothers, and my sisters, we all held tight together within the situation. And again, we were protecting ourselves from other people knowing. So it went on for a long time.
1: And how do you feel? I mean, we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but you you touched on something. How do you feel now looking back on protecting your family from, um, you know, from anybody else knowing? Do you think it's important if that's going on to share it or to keep it quiet?
2: I think you must share it. Um, One of the things that was commonly said in my household, which probably is said in a lot of households, is that's what's done in our house stays in our house. And that's what we were taught. So, okay. I don't think that that's a good idea in any way, okay to, uh, keep those secrets
1: okay and um so, as a little girl, obviously in in school or whatever did you how did you cover up your uh were were there signs of your physical abuse or did you make excuses for it? like tell me about how you covered up
2: uh really, the abuse that occurred you we could cover with clothing. So, there was never a question about that. But as I got older, I did wonder why a uh, young girl in school was allowed to continuously fail, continuously sleep in class, and no adult would question that. And if they did, I always thought that maybe they should go further than the parents because to me, that was a sure sign that something was going on. So, that was just the way I felt as I got older.
1: And why do you think that was? Do you think they didn't care? Or do you think they just uh, were not aware?
2: At the end of the day, I think that teachers are human and a lot of times people don't want to dive into the problems of others. And I think that might have been the case. And a lot of people in the world go through abuse. And I feel as though if they are familiar with the signs and they've been through it, they tend to turn the other cheek quicker. And I think that might be a little bit what's going on in the world today. We've almost become common and numb to the situation and we turn our backs.
1: That's a very good point. That's a very good point. So let's go on now a little bit into your high school years and what happened there.
2: Okay, those years were very hard again. As as you, I've mentioned, I never made the grade. I was stressed a lot in school. Um, I wasn't a bad teenager, you know, doing drugs or anything like that. But I would say I was depressed, and I actually skipped school towards the end. I started skipping school just to get a peace of mind and to get out of the pressures of being called on upon by my teachers because I had no time at my house to do homework because of all the abuse and arguing and, and, you know, it just wasn't a good environment to, you know, some people break through and yes, they can keep the grades up and graduate school and, you know, go off to college on scholarships. But some of us, we tend to shut down when it comes to school. And that was my case. So, yes, I started skipping school. Um... actually started to want to find love, believe it or not. So I, for the first time in my life at the age of, uh, I would say 17, I got into a relationship with someone and my first time as a teenager in high school having sex, I became pregnant.
1: Wow. The first time that that's a good, um, Uh, thing to share as well, because many people think, as I'm sure you've talked to a lot of teenagers who think that one time is not going to happen, especially the first time. And it did happen and it happened to you. So, okay. What did you do?
2: Uh, Well, when I first found out again, here I am looking for love in all the wrong places. (laughs) Um, I hid it from my mother. I hid it from my father. I feared for my life. I really? uh, thought, yes, I thought my father would literally kill me when people say that, Oh, if my parents find out they're going to kill me. I right. really thought they would. Really? So yes. So I, uh, talked to my older sister and unfortunately she's the one that was going through a lot of sexual abuse in our household. And, uh, she went with me to take a pregnancy test. She, uh, told the young man who I was pregnant by what was going on. He asked me pretty much, what did I want to do, which is code for abortion. Um, that time I didn't know, I didn't really didn't even know about abortions. I didn't know a lot about anything at that point. Mm. And yes. And so eventually we told my mother and then we told, my mother told my father and it wasn't as bad as I thought, uh, as far as what my father would have done to me, he pretty much stopped talking to me, which to me at that point was a positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> the lesser of two evils or whatever, right? Yes, it hurt a little bit, but it felt good, too. (laughs) Right, right. So at least you, well, maybe because you were pregnant, he didn't want to hurt you either. You know, so did you get an abortion or what did you do?
2: I did not get an abortion. I carried my daughter the full term. It was a healthy pregnancy. And um, that was one of the points in my life where I decided, hey, guess what? You've been through it. And now it's time for you to get to it because life is not about you anymore. You're bringing someone else into the world. And I knew at that point I had to protect her. And in protecting her, I had to do better for myself. So I decided to go back to school to get my GED after I dropped out while I was pregnant. Right. And, and getting my
1: ahead. Were you still in school then? I mean, sorry, were you still at home then?
2: No, believe it or not, before, when I started to get my GED, I actually moved in with what was my, uh, is my ex-husband now. We, well, I hate to say it, we shacked up, uh, <laughs> but I felt protected there. And a lot of the decisions I made in life was for protection of her.
1: Of course, so, of course, yeah. of course. So, so then at that point you, you were going to like night school or?
2: I went to school in the daytime. I found the GED program, uh, which was wonderful. And I stuck with it. And let me say this. It wasn't easy. Uh, I'll, I'll jump back just a little bit. This person who is going to GED school is a person who doesn't have a driver's license, who is legally blind in one eye, that's me. So as I was learning to drive, uh, I went through a, a a really fearful point in life because I don't know if anybody could imagine putting a hand over one eye and driving. It's going to be kind of difficult. So I was learning to drive. I was learning to get my GED. I was not a great student in school. So it was like starting from the beginning. And each time I failed the test, I wanted to turn back and walk away, but I would not let that happen. So I Why? did. Com-
1: what drove you not to let that happen?
2: Because I know that I had to make changes in my life to protect myself from the things I had been going through and to protect my daughter from going through the things in which I had been through. And I know that education is a big help in life.
1: So, a lot of your motivation, as you said initially, was to protect your daughter. Yes, it was. And the typical mother's heart. So, you have a mother's heart. Happy Mother's Day, by the way.
2: <laughs> and thank you, thank you. Unless sure you're your mother. Are you a mother?
1: Yes. Well, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Um okay so you were forcing yourself you were you were motivating yourself and that was my motivation absolutely and that I applaud you because you didn't quit and that's no. what this show is all about about so I'm, people I'm going to interrupt you I'm, I'm going
2: to interrupt you I want to say one thing so I won't forget all of you mothers and dads who are finding it hard at this time to get past or to get through your past you hang in there and you don't give up for nothing because it's going to be worth it. You're going to have some hard stumbling blocks, but do not let them stop you. I'm telling you, those pains and those hard days are going to come, but keep pushing through.
1: And you just keep reaching that girl. Yes. <laughs> You're absolutely right. And you know what? We all need to hear that. I mean, people, no matter, uh, I mean, I've met so many people who hide so much and you don't know, they think you've got it all together, but you've got a lot of pain. We all have a story. Many people that you shake hands with and that you, you know, you smile at every day, you have no idea what the pain is in their lives. And so we need to encourage one another and to be aware. And that's, you're right. Just hang in there. And yeah. there's somebody, you know, I, every once in a while you run into somebody and they'll say to you, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this as well. You have no idea what your words meant.
0: Okay. You know, we <laughs> just never know.
1: And so we need to just encourage one another. And you're absolutely right. And I appreciate you saying that. And you also said to mums and dads, because there's a lot of dads out there, too, that, yes. you know, want to give up. And that that is so encouraging. You're bang on, girl. Thank you. Okay, so (laughs) now you have your baby. You're going back to school. You're learning to drive. You're in a relationship. So then, what happened?
2: Okay, pretty much. Um, as I'm struggling to get my G.D. and I am making, I've made, not making, I made a commitment to be the best parent that I know how to be and to learn to be a better parent than I knew how to be at the time. So I was constantly trying to do the best there when it came to my child. Uh, I completed my GED, and I uh, I graduated top of my class there, and I was granted or given a full-paid scholarship to any trade school of my liking. So that was amazing, and that was the first time I realized that with hard work and dedication, that you could achieve more than you ever could dream of.
1: So. Wow. On
2: that. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. That must have been wonderful. It and was. So what did you do in, in trade school? What did you take? I went
2: to school to be a dental assistant and um, I enjoyed that for a while. And once I saw that I, Gwendolyn Shores, could succeed at getting a GD and then I, I saw myself graduate with my uh, dental assistant degree, associate's degree, I said, wow, this thing called success works when, you you know, you stick <laughs> with it, you know, because there's a lot of times I wanted to give up. I kid you not. But I said, wow, I can actually succeed at things. I am not the loser that I was told I was when I was a kid. And, and we must throw all of those negative comments out of the way. Those people who tell us those things, don't listen to them. They're not telling you the truth. You are greater than they could ever imagine. And I started to see that as I went from GED to getting that license to getting that associate's degree. And then one day I looked at myself and I said, well, you know what? You should go to a four-year college and get your bachelor's degree. And um, I enrolled in that. And again, I had the fear of not being able to do that as well. That fear that I'm talking about it, it's, it's there in us. Expect it. Accept it. And we are the individuals who create the fear, believe it or not. And it's just false evidence that's appearing to be real. And we'll put, you know, we'll imagine the worst things possible that can happen as we head towards success. But just remember to just push that aside and go for what, you, what it is that you want to do in life. Don't let it stop you. So I did complete. My uh, degree in banking and financing at Troy State University, I was successful at doing that. And um, I'm not going to stop dreaming and succeeding.
1: I love that. You're not (laughs) going to stop dreaming or succeeding. Why would you? You know, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there again, though, because some people do. Why should we stop dreaming? Because you can always accomplish more. Yes, that's what life's about. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and have you, I'm sure you've instilled that in your children.
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, I have, Miss Carol. I have. Every day still, even though they think they're grown, they still hear my voice <laughs> with uh, positive messages. They call me, they go, oh, God, it's mom again. There she goes again with that positive stuff. And I go, sorry, honey, you got to listen to it because the day is going to come where you're thinking is not getting in, but when that day comes and you have that question or you need that extra push, my voice is going to come to you. So I'm not worried about you laughing and talking about me right now. You're going to need it.
1: <laughs> so where do you think, you know, coming up in an abusive, abusive household and um, being told that you're worth little, if anything, yes. where where did you find your strength? Like, was it your mother was it, did you have faith? I mean, where did you find your strength? Because it didn't just happen. Somebody had to be an influence in your life.
2: Now, this is the thing I'm going to tell you. I had faith in God. Strong okay. Faith in God. okay. And my mother, she was very strong. Even though she was going through it, she always told us to hold our heads up high she always told me how great I was and that I could do anything I wanted she was still saying those things okay. even though she was going through it Aww. and and even the man who abused me here we go finding something good in everyone and learning forgiveness my father yes he did a lot of things to me that I would never do to anyone else but at the same time there was things that he gave me that created me to be the person I am today now. Uh, he's always taught me to his his favorite saying was Gwendolyn, make something out of nothing. You know, in other words, if there's something I think I can't do, he says, if I look hard enough, I'll find a solution to it. And then most times I did. And he'd always say that to me. And then not only that, although I was abused, how do, I, I guess I hope this doesn't sound weird, but because of what happened to me it allowed me to be able to talk to other people that could use my help.
1: Absolutely. I hear that all the time. I mean, one of the things when we go through, you know, very negative experiences and turn it around into something positive, it yes. it, it pole vaults us, you know, into yes. into doing something for other people because you know what, I've been there. I felt that. I've lived that. And And people relate to that and like, Wow, you've been there, you understand, and it yes. opens up a whole you know a whole area of of taking that negative thing in your life and turn it into something positive positive. Yes. and That's exactly what you did, yeah, so and, and the
2: thing is i I, I want to say this a lot of times we go through the world, we walk outside and we see people and those people. We wish we were them. We wish we had their lives, but we don't recognize that they've been through the same thing we've been through and that we can be just as great as the other people we're watching. And we tend to shut ourselves down after abuse. But abuse, it happens to us, but we're not victims and we have to let go of being victims so that we can live a wonderful, you know, glorious life. And we have to forgive those who've done things to us. And that's very important to forgive.
1: That was my next question. Are you okay. ready for that? I was literally, I was going to ask you, I, what I was going to say is, I sense that you forgave your father, and that's what I was going to ask you, is have you forgiven them? And expound on that a little bit of of what you did to be able to forgive him.
2: I'll tell you the secret to forgiveness for me was my voice. To be able to speak out loud and not hide what happened to me in my past it allowed me to forgive my father and when i'm actually reaching out to people and giving them hugs and showing them love and they're opening back up to me it's the best thing the best gift i could ever be given so that's what helped me to heal my voice
1: and what do you mean when you say your voice
2: again to be when i started to
1: talk about what happened to me okay okay
2: that that allowed me to start healing so okay. I think that if a, lot of, if a lot of us would actually forget being a victim and not not be afraid or embarrassed about what someone else has done to us because we're bigger than what they've done to us. And we are not what they've done to us. We're, we're greater than what someone the, the uh, actions that people put towards us. And to be able to get stronger as people that have been abused and to teach our children to not be afraid. From you know we teach them the ABCs when they're born. Let's teach them to speak up to have their voices heard to not be to not be afraid to say no and to never stop telling what's going on in their life that doesn't free, feel right until someone helps them you know because sometimes we tell one person in life when we're and again you asked me earlier did the teacher see the signs? I believe they did but I think that we teach our children to have, our, have a voice early in life. That we can prevent or even eliminate abuse.
1: Along the same lines, were you ever bullied in school?
2: Uh, Yes,
1: I was. So, did you take that as just another form of abuse? And what would you recommend to kids who are going through that?
2: When it comes to bullying, um, of course, bullying in high school. Bullying in high school it it, it it sometimes you really don't know what it is uh, But once you find out that you're going through it uh, <laughs> Let me actually ask, ask me the question again. I'm sorry some something just distracted me. I apologize Okay, the advice I would have for individuals that have been bullied in high school is one to tell your parents tells of uh, the authorities in in school and I would ask young people today in school to please be smart and know that once you put something out there, personal, uh, I guess I'll be frank, nude photos, uh, you shouldn't do that because that's that's a big bullying tool these days. And we ha- they have to be smarter than that because they have cyberbullying now. I didn't go through that as a child. Right, did, right. Yeah. So I did go through verbal bullying in school and, and we did handle it. Uh, my mother, we actually called the authorities to the school, sat down, called the individuals who were involved to the office with the principal. So we, as a, as a child, my mother did address that issue, and it did clear up. So I, I kind of gave them the same advice that my mom took.
1: So actually, that. you you didn't hold it in and suffer. You did talk to somebody about it, which a lot of kids don't.
2: Yes, I did. I found a lot of times in life I was brave in situations, but that still didn't prevent me from going through those things. But a lot of times people aren't brave, but I wish they were more confident as far as standing up for themselves. But I would say always go and tell someone that has authority so that you can try and protect yourself from uh, bullying in school. Don't hold it into yourself because the problem will just grow inside you to the point of maybe causing your causing harm to yourself, Uh, like like I say, because of the abuse at home. And again, since you mentioned uh, bullying at school, I was very suicidal during the time.
1: That's another thing I was going to ask you. So let's talk about that. So um, at what age? Was this teenage?
2: Yes, as a teenager, I attempted suicide when I was 16. I took a couple of pills. And strangely to say, my nose bled. Nothing else happened. I was under a lot of pressure again because I was tired of being in my in the home with my father. He was uh, what we call, I don't know if you ever heard of that, a weekend alcoholic. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so on the weekends, it was very bad in our home. And uh, we used to get whipped so bad that me, my brothers, sisters, we'd sit down after whippings. I mean, he whipped us as though it was a sport. I mean, for hours. Who whips kids for hours in their basement? And that's oh. the kind of thing that was going on in our house. And once he finished... We would sit down in our hallway because we had a large home, and we were upstairs, and I can remember all of us pushing our sleeves up and rolling our pants legs up and, and comparing bruises. So, oh. yeah, it was, it was really bad, and when you heard one child get beat, even though you hadn't did anything, you know it was your turn next. So that was horrible, too, to hear the cries of your brothers and sisters and know that you're next for no apparent reason. But uh, it was hard, and so you just kind of want to get out of the world out of the world of pain and abuse and you start seeing you start seeing a way out which is suicide and I attempted it three times believe it or not
1: obviously you were meant not to die yes yes <laughs> yes yes. now what, did you ever wonder why your mother stayed in that situation like even as a teenager or as an adult later
2: I've always wondered, and unfortunately, my mother passed away uh, approximately four years with ovarian cancer, and I never got that answer. Really? And Yes, I did wonder why, because I, I know it had nothing to do with her not loving me. I know that it had to do with something deeper than I could ever understand. And I never know what she went through as a child, and I'm learning as I study that most people who allow that to happen in their lives were victims before that
1: you're right because we go where we're comfortable yeah and you know we find people that that were if if she had an abusive father or whatever very often that's exactly what happens is you is you tend to go where you're comfort you know where, where you're familiar it's not so much comfortable as familiar so you're right that's very possible yeah that that's what was going on and what about your bro- how many brothers and sisters did you have
2: i had 3 brothers and 2 sisters
1: there were 6 of us and if I may ask, did any of your brothers become abusers? Uh, at this point, I have no proof of it, so I would say no. Okay, so that's good because that's another thing that happens, you know, between the women finding um, uh, husbands or partners that are abusers is very often the sons will be as well. So we can we can only hope, right?
2: Yes. And uh, we we've worked hard in our family to discuss what has happened in our lives. And my sisters, actually, we uh, take a little uh, step further when we meet someone in our lives. Like, for instance, my younger sister who recently probably two years got married and she just had her first child. But prior to the marriage and all, she did sit down with her husband and she asked him who in your family has a background sexual abuse before we you know, get into the fact of having children together mm-hmm. and getting married. And I think that communication is a big thing. And I wish that in more families, those secrets, I mean, within the family, we need to make that structure a little stronger when it comes to hiding secrets within our family. If Uncle Bob or Aunt Sue is a child molester, I wish within the families that they would discuss that so that they can handle it better. They know where to and not to leave the children at just because at least let's be open about what's going on in our family. So I, I wish more families would do that.
1: And that's your mission. That's what you talked about. Like you you had mentioned uh, in your note to me that you really, it is your heart's desire. And I certainly can understand. And I'm sure there are many hundreds of thousands of people that would stand up and say the same thing that they wish they could wipe out abuse, not only child abuse, but abuse, you know, to women and, and, and the platform that you want to stand and, and share that is huge you know yes, there's there are many many people that that are agreeing with you and that but now how do you do that like um how realistic is that and how do you plan on bringing this awareness and encouraging people to do exactly what you did
2: okay uh well pretty much i think that to dream you must dream big and i'll say that nothing is impossible with god so what i'm asking for i believe in can Happen that we can end abuse, I plan on doing so by again, I mentioned earlier, by using my voice. I think that talking to people, letting people hear my story, and having someone that they can relate to is the beginning, yes, yes. and the end of abuse
1: and have you been able to get any contacts, for example, in talking to high school kids or anything like that? Is that kind of what you're you know like in the high school arena? Or no. is it? Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: oh, that's okay. <laughs> you can tell I love the talk. come am write professional motivational speech. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I haven't entered into the high schools yet. I am in the process of doing that. I have talked to uh, some of the, uh, for instance, uh, Paul Mitchell's uh, studio schools and things like that. Some of the trade schools and churches. Uh, Habitat for Humanity. So I'm talking to a lot of people. And again, I am going to get into the high schools. That's something I plan on doing very soon, as a matter good, of fact.
1: Good, Excellent. And the another thing I think when you present yourself like that, there will be girls or, or guys, whatever, you know, that will seek you out even after you speak and they'll seek you out privately. And it's the one-on-one that is also going to really probably explode because that's what I'm sensing is that you, you have such empathy because you've been there and such sympathy and they, and they, they will see that they will, they will see how gracious you are and that you really, really care and people will be drawn to that. Young people will be drawn to that.
2: Yes, they will. And I'll be so happy to help. All exactly. ages, young people, older people, we all need help. Absolutely. Sometimes the Absolutely. person, you'd be shocked how they're still holding on to such things as pain from abuse. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, you know, what you said in the beginning was no matter how bad it gets, you know, there's always hope and you don't give up hope.
2: Never, never. You do not. You must believe in God and you must believe in yourself. And there's nothing you can't get over through, trust me.
1: <laughs> now, you you um, you don't have a book out yet, but you had mentioned that you are writing it and this is going to be your memoir. So we're yes, going to be sh- OK. And you don't have a title, so we can't um, we can't share that yet. But where can people get a hold of you?
2: Uh, you can reach me at, by my website at mindsabovematters Matters at Gmail dot com. And that's M-I-N-D-S. A B-O-V-E-M-A-T-T-E-R. Minds Above Matters at
1: gmail.com. Matter or Matters?
2: Matters. I'm a little southern, okay. I'm sorry. Okay.
1: But M-A-T-T-E-R. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, so that and is that your website of the same name as well? Yes, it is. Okay, so Minds Above Matters. Yes. And um people can contact you and talk to you there and is there? What are you offering on the website?
2: Uh, pretty much. I just there's not a lot there yet. I'm setting all of that up right now. Okay. Uh, okay. But you, you can view me on YouTube by just pretty much typing in Gwendolyn Shores, and you'll see a couple of motivational videos that I've okay. put out. Okay.
1: Okay. Excellent. So we can go to YouTube and look up your name as well. Yes. And that would be under Gwendolyn Shores. Yes. Or Minds Above Matters. Correct. Well, Gwendolyn, you are a delight. It has been a pleasure and this is not an easy subject to talk about, but you have come up one side and you're on top of the mountain. You know, you're not going back. You're not going backwards. You're going forwards and you have an incredible message and I wish you all the best in all your endeavors in sharing this bullying abuse, all these negative things that so many people are experiencing. And here you are, a beautiful woman with three grown children that not only survived, but thrived. And everything you have accomplished, I mean, we applaud you and we thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank it's you. been a pleasure
2: it's been a pleasure too and uh, like I say everybody hang in there and don't give up
1: (laughs) hang in there and don't give up absolutely yes
2: simple advice (laughs)
1: that's right thank you bye bye Thank, thank you bye bye
0: thank you for listening to never ever give up hope featuring Carol Graham did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to quitting was never an option Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one, so please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of 5 stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.